We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Everybody to another edition of Sports Daily with Jacob Albrock and Tommy Castor. Jad Chambers producing for us here on a Thursday edition. What's on tap today? We'll talk about the best bets of the weekend with our betting insider, Chelsea Messenger. We'll also have our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, coming up at the top of the next hour to talk about a meteoric rise for K-State hoops and the biggest win in a long time for that program. Uh, as well as take a look back at the Sugar Bowl. 869-1240 is the number to call. You can find us on social media. Tommy, good morning. How are you? I'm good, Jacob. Looking forward to getting into it today. I know that we're inching closer and closer to that final week of the regular season in the NFL. Of course, a ton of college hoops and uh, a lot to talk about today. Yeah, it's a, it's a big day. It's remaining a big day as we watch in the NFL to see what's going to happen this week after DeMar Hamlin on Monday night collapsed after cardiac arrest was resuscitated on the field and remains in intensive care at the hospital. Um, the latest, uh, you know, the latest update that we're seeing from the bills came yesterday, still positive. Some signs of improvement remains in critical condition. Um, so we're continuing to wait on that at the same time we wait on his condition, uh, which everybody's obviously concerned about. First and foremost, we, try to navigate the final week of the NFL season, figure out what to do, the playoff implications. We hear different things every day. Again, I think waiting is the best option. Let's see how DeMar Hamlin does, um, and we'll see what happens. This week, it looks like everybody's going to play. The Bills continue to practice. The Bengals continue to practice. We heard from the Chiefs for the first time yesterday, who, you know, everybody's affected by it, but there is still work to do. I don't know, Tommy, on this. Um, it's it's getting to an interesting point. I, I don't know that I feel like the league has some responsibility to cancel games this week at this point. I think what the league is doing is fine. Um, you know, it, there, are, there are a lot of different things at stake other than just the league making money, right? I, you know, that I, I think that's where people immediately go with this stuff, but... And I've heard a lot of ex-players and, and people talking about it. There, there's just a whole lot more to it than that. You know, there are players in, in their last seasons trying to make a run at doing something special. Uh, there are cities and towns that rely, and a lot of people that rely on NFL football games for their livelihoods. It's not as simple as just saying, okay, let's just stop, right? I, I, I think that that's naive to think that way. Um, DeMar Hamlin is 
first and foremost on everybody's mind. But that can be the case and also try to resume what you're doing. People every day, Tommy, work under difficult circumstances. And, you know, I, I think you defer to the Bills as much as you can. And you see what they want to do. You defer to Mar Hamlin's family at this point. See what they want to do. And you have to try to move forward because you can't just stop everything. It's not, it's not quite as simple as that. Now, if circumstances change, the league may need to adapt quickly. And I think that they'll be ready to do that. And I'm sure that they've laid out every possible scenario, uh, the, the good that we hope for, or maybe even the bad. But just I don't know that I agree or appreciate the they have to stop things now if they truly care about people. The, you know, truly caring about people is a part of the reason why they're not just stopping everything right now, because this affects a lot of people. I partially agree with you on that. Um, I also wouldn't have a problem if the NFL uh, decided ultimately that they wanted to, to take a pause uh, for the final week. I, I would be OK with that. Um, I would, too. You know, I, I think that and keep in mind, like you mentioned, all of the different scenarios of people that rely on the NFL and the different reasons that are outside of just making a profit. Um, there are also NFL players that need uh, to hit different performance goals uh, in this final week to hit maybe bonuses and things like that. So there are other financial uh, implications to this also from a player perspective. Uh, I also think about the emergency personnel that worked with DeMar Hamlin, um, the, the EMS drivers and the hospital people and all of that. Um, they worked with him, and then, you know what, they probably took another call, and they took another call after that, and they took another call after that. They didn't take a pause, right? Like, that's their job. Um, now it's different. It's apples and oranges, but uh, I think that we forget about that quite a bit, right? That, like, we've got these first responders that are out there that they're running in the, you know, towards the, the danger and towards the, the problems and towards the issues, and they take care of it, and then they get another call, and they do it again. Uh, and so I, I think that that's something to keep in mind. Also, the first responders uh, that, that treated DeMar Hamlin, they didn't get to take a pause. They just had a, another call and then another call after that. Um, so I think you keep that in mind, too. And the final thing is that I also believe that if tragically the outcome had been different for DeMar Hamlin, sure. then absolutely uh, I think you, you take a pause. Um, you know, gratefully, that didn't happen. Uh, and DeMar Hamlin, it looks like, is showing signs of improvement. That's what his family has been saying for the last 24 hours or so. Hopefully that continues. But, I, you know, I think it's still up in the air. And honestly, I'm not going to begrudge the NFL uh, either way. Now, I think that the games are ultimately going to be played, and I'm not going to fault them for that whatsoever. But if, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, this doesn't happen. But if, let's say, DeMar Hamlin takes a turn for the worse in the next 24 hours or whatever, I would be absolutely okay with whatever direction they decide they want to go. Agree. Um, agree. I, I, it's, it's just, it's again, like, and if you've ever been a part of decisions that are not easy and affect a lot of people in any sort of position of leadership, you've come across this too. And you hear people say, oh, well, we're in the dark about what's happening right now. You kind of have to be because the decisions haven't been made yet. You know, you go through this, and if you're on the other side of it too, everybody wants to know all the information. Like, we want to know everything that's happening in these discussions. Well, that that's not – there's not time for that, right? Like, the NFL doesn't have time 
right now to consult every player and every coach across the league on what they're going to do. They have too many moving parts and things that have to be done for all these different scenarios. And so, again, for everybody, I I don't think that it's the, that it's this big evil like guys practicing this week and preparing for a game this weekend to me is not cruel. It's not like malicious in any way. And and I can guarantee you if any individual players or coaches are affected in a way that they don't feel like they can do that, there will be support systems in place. Nobody's, you know, holding a cattle prod to anybody saying, no, you have to play. No, like this is what we're going to do. Um, if anybody needs extra support and can't play this game, totally fine. We'll we'll make that available, whatever. But to to drop everything immediately and have that be the solution, to me, it's just trying to oversimplify a very complicated process and formula here with the current set of circumstances that exist. Um, think about, too, Tommy, all the players who might be getting a shot this week uh, for whatever reason to play that could extend their career if they play well. Like, there are so many livelihoods every single time a football game is played at this level. It, the impact of it is massive, and it's not just to the league making money. It's not just to the teams making money. I mean, it's just not. That's you know that that's that's not the right way to look at it. So when you have these sorts of massive decisions to make, again, I I think that they're handling it fine. Uh, Pro Football Talk reported last night that there's some momentum to just outright cancel the Bills Bengals game, and you go based on winning percentage. That's a fine solution if that's the way they want to go. They don't have to make that call right now. They don't have to make that call today. Get through this weekend, see how DeMar Hamlin's doing, and God willing, ask him what he wants people to do. Let him talk to his teammates. You know, get get that perspective because that's the most important perspective. You don't have to make that decision now, but you could have it queued up in case that's the direction the league decides to go. That's fine. Um, and, and ultimately, I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with that. Um, it will affect negatively the bills, which is probably the most complicated reason for that. And the reason the NFL isn't simplifying it that way is because it's going to negatively impact the team that's already been negatively impacted the most. And so it's not going to be easy. Joe Burrow said yesterday there were side discussions of the Bengals not playing versus the Ravens. Uh, nothing is a whole team, but just sort of conversations around it. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but if it did, that's fine. Like, if anybody feels like they need to sit out, that's okay. Um, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Whenever we deal with tragedy, and again, this has not become the ultimate tragedy yet, and I think there's great optimism that it won't. I hope that that's the case. But even if there is, at some point, you have to move forward a little bit because too many other people depend on it. And And again, I hope it doesn't get to that point, but we just we are so reactionary that we want and we're so everyone wants to like one up each other right on social media in outrage like you gotta you gotta out outrage the next person and and get on tv as a talking head and say if they don't cancel these games they don't care about player safety don't ever let them tell you that again okay i'm not sure that that ever makes any sense but I think again, just st take a step back. Let's let's chill out a minute. Everybody practice with the with the 
expectation that we'll play games because everybody remains hopeful and optimistic. If you don't feel like you can play, that's fine. By the way, that's always fine, right? Like if, if guys are in a state of, of grief of any kind where they're like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to go this week. Okay. I mean, that that's that's on the table always. So if that's the case, that's the case. But let's stop pretending like this is evil if they play games this weekend. Yeah, I, I will say I'm on record uh, if you go through my social media of saying that I don't think that the NFL necessarily cares quite as much about player safety as they might want people to think they do. Um, and I'll own that. And I, I believe that I think they virtue signal quite a bit. And I think ultimately they try to cover their own bottom line, but that's neither here nor there. We can have that discussion, you know, another time. Uh, but look, we're, we're coming up on three days, uh, since this happened on Monday night football, the NFL is not shooting from the hip anymore. Um, they've got contingency plan after contingency plan already put together. Now in the aftermath, the immediate aftermath of what happened on Monday, they were shooting from the hip. And it was very much a real time trying to come up with the best solution. Are we going to cancel the game or postpone it? Are we going to send the guys back out to play? Um, But right now, almost three days removed, they absolutely have plans in place. And you better believe they've got, you know, a set of plans if DeMar Hamlin improves and a set of plans if he stays the same and a set of plans if he tragically takes a turn for the worse. Um, So they're, they're planned for this. However... The one wild card in all of this, and you mentioned it with Joe Burrow and the Bengals having side discussions, the players have a lot more power than they used to in the NFL, uh, where, you know, they can sit down and have conversations about what are we doing here? And we saw this for the first time in the COVID year where players were having discussions about, you know, am I going to opt out? Are we going to play? There might be an outbreak. What are we going to do? Um, That wasn't the way that it used to be in the NFL. The players didn't have those protections uh, to be able to make those decisions uh, to decide ultimately for themselves what they wanted to do from game to game. They've got that now. And so, yeah, I think that it's completely fair if you've got isolated players here and there that say, look, I, I just don't feel like I can take the field after what happened on Monday Night Football. I just wonder... What happens if the NFL has their plans going one way and you've got a team like the Bengals, for example, and Joe, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but what if it had went a different direction and Joe Burrow and, you know, the, the other players on the team had these side discussions and they came to a decision altogether that they weren't playing the game. And that flies in the face of what the NFL wants to do. That's the only place where I think it intersects yeah. where there could be a little bit of tension and that would have to be worked out. The union has a say in anything that's done, um, the way it's structured, and that's good. I think if the Bengals players chose to, I I don't think there would be a consensus across the league Um, because I do think too many guys that are represented that aren't high-profile headline players, that their jobs are secure no matter what, would probably, if push came to shove and their livelihoods were on the line, would agree with that. Um, That'd be a really really difficult decision and big ask of you know somebody who's in danger of not having a job next year who needs to play this game to profile their abilities um i i just again i i honestly from start to finish with all of this and maybe i'm in the minority here i might be but i actually think the nfl's done a really good job and i don't think that the nfl always does a really good job 
They absolutely virtue signal way too much, just like every big corporation does, because they're trying to appease people. Actions speak louder than words. We all know that. But I think their actions have been really good in this situation when you consider everything that's gone into it from start to finish. They did listen to coaches. They did listen to the two coaches that night who said, this this is not a good idea. You know what? You're right. Let's let's postpone it. Um, they're, they're get, you know, the path to get there I don't, in a lot of situations has been maybe rocky, but, but there was no choice when it's reactionary, but they, the end result that they've come up with to me seems like, and I'm trying to think of a misstep, but as far as I can, you know, just right now at the top of my head, I, I think I've agreed with just about everything they've done. Yes. I think they should play this weekend's games as of today, Thursday at 9, 18 a.m while we continue to get relatively positive updates on DeMar Hamlin. Yes, I think they can be back practicing. Yes, I think they need to pivot at a moment's notice, if need be. And yes, I think that still not knowing what to do with Bill's bingles is totally fine, because again, I think that more than anything depends on the medical status of DeMar Hamlin and what to do. And I think there's a pretty easy path to get that game in, if that's what everybody decides to do, with the off week of the Super Bowl where you can just push things. That's not that big a deal. It's not like, like what, Tommy, would we be threatening on the TV schedule if the NFL playoffs pushed a week? Some some national audience college basketball games, maybe, for yeah. some of these networks? The like NBA, it, but, potentially. Yeah, but even then, like— for college basketball, the networks where those show, they all have secondary networks anyway. Right. Uh, the NBA, they play 82 games. Like, you can quickly pivot and get that game back. Like, it's not it's not crazy to just push everything. And they have the ability to do that still, thankfully, because they don't have a lot of time to react to anything. If this was week three, this would all be pretty easy, right? But right. it was week 17. And so that's one more wrinkle. But I think the NFL's handled it right. I, I think they continue to get this one right. Well, and think about, too, uh, you know, if the NFL had not added that extra regular season game in the week 18. That's true. Because we would then be moving right into the playoffs and there would be even less of an opportunity to be able to shuffle things around and make it work. I think that this has the opportunity and I think it's, it's kind of gone this way uh, basically from the beginning. I was a little bit um, unhappy with the delay that the NFL had in, in postponing the game. I thought it should have happened quicker, but that's neither here nor there. But I do think that they've been working towards kind of a, a redemptive um, opportunity here for the NFL. Yeah. They've handled this, I think, as good as, the, as how badly they handled the two attack of Iloa situation earlier this year. Because that yeah. was bungled big time. That was not handled well whatsoever. Uh, and they took a lot of heat for that and the way that that entire situation was managed. So I think that they've got the opportunity here with DeMar Hamlin for it to be sort of a redemption story a little bit as far as the way that they handle player safety, the way that they handle injury, um, the way that they're able to rally around uh, the, the players and the teams. Um, and so, I, I yeah, there's 1,000% in the NFL uh, for the corporation of the NFL. There's a PR state to this also. Uh, where they can position themselves, whether it's virtue signaling or not, they can position themselves really well uh, and show that, at least from the public perspective, that they do genuinely care. 
I think they do genuinely care. And I think it, this is a, a, like, you know, there aren't very many times where almost everybody is on the same wavelength, but almost everybody's reaction to this was the same, right? Like we all generally felt the same way about it and and have continued to. I just, again, I think sometimes people want to lash out at something when there's when we're stunned like this and i just i don't think it's necessary on this one i think they're getting it right i think everything you're hearing from players no matter what they're feeling is you know kind of healthy to hear for everybody right like i want to hear what people are thinking right now because we're not in that spot like i'm not a player i don't know you know it, it, you know i played football in the eighth grade like i don't know how this would have fit you so so hearing from all of the people and taking our time with it continues to me to be the right thing and I think that they, I think that they're just fine to play these games this weekend, and I think it's been a delicate balance, a balancing act that they've done pretty well with. Eight six nine twelve forty. We will have games this weekend, and you can bet those games this weekend. We'll bring in Chelsea Messenger to get her thoughts on some of the best weekend bets. That's coming up on Sports Daily. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster. Uh, a lot to get to. Trying to track down Chelsea Messenger. We'll get to her at some point in the show if we get her tracked down. All right, we've got her, Jad says. So here we go with Chelsea Messenger. On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. And we welcome in Chelsea Messenger as we get ready for the final NFL week of the regular season. Chelsea, it's been a very strange week, obviously, that we've been talking a lot about, but we're going to have games this weekend. Uh, there are a lot of games that matter and teams that will get out there and play and, and a lot of other circumstances that may affect things. How are you this morning? Yeah, it's a tough week to handicap the NFL, not only with uh, DeMar Hamlin. Obviously, that situation uh, is a tough one and always thinking about him and hoping he gets better, but also because of so many situations where a team needs to win, but also they are laying big numbers. So I think it's a tricky week to bet in the NFL because there's also some games that don't matter anything, and it's reflected in the line. But still, uh, when it comes to a talent perspective, like you look at that Tampa Bay uh, Atlanta game, even if Tampa Bay is not motivated and they're not playing starters, Atlanta is still very, very bad. So uh, I think it's a tricky week. I think I'll be leaning heavily on player props this week. So as, as we look at that um, and player, there are games, though, that, that do have plenty of value. One of those right there in your backyard uh, affecting the Tennessee Titans going to Jacksonville. Um, this is one of the headline games, everything on the line, obviously. So we can look at it that way. Um, I, we think Derrick Henry's going to play, right? But the Jags still favored by six. What's your gut tell you on this one? Yeah, it's hard for me as a Titans fan because so many times I have put my you know money where my mouth is and saying, oh, the Titans have been so good as underdogs. Mike Vrabel has this great winning record, ATS, uh, when getting points. But recently, it's been absolutely terrible. The Titans 
0-5-1 against the spread in their last six games, and a lot of it has to do with their offense just being absolutely pedestrian. I know the defense can usually keep a minute, uh, but still, this is not really a Titans team I want to back. However, there are a whole host of props that I do like in this game because uh, a couple of players on the Jags are fighting for some player contract incentives. Zay Jones and Christian Kirk can both net uh, somewhere in the ballpark of 500000 each if they get their player prop, uh, or not player props, but player contract incentives. Uh, Zay Jones, I believe, is about uh, 90 yards away from a big payday, and so is Christian Kirk. And here's the thing. You'll see a lot of talk about player contract incentives this week because the last game of the regular season is some of these guys are trying to reach these milestones. But it also has to be a good matchup. Like, you're not blindly playing, oh, this guy needs two extra catches for an extra million dollars, whatever. It still needs to be a good matchup because these games matter. Uh, The game plan just can't be, oh, we needed to get it to uh, this receiver. But if you look at the matchup, the Titans are giving up the most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks and the most fantasy points to opposing receivers. So it's a great spot for just about any Jacksonville receiver and also Trevor Lawrence. I think the over on Trevor Lawrence passing yards, you catch all of those guys. So I think uh, that's the way to go. Trevor Lawrence over his passing yardage prop of 251.5. Also think Derrick Henry has a big uh, uh, day, an extra week of rest. And plus he had over 100 against the Jags. So the other Saturday game, Chelsea, the Chiefs and the Raiders, uh, we know how the Chiefs have performed against the spread this entire season. Um, but we, we also have the the AFC playoff seating that is still on the table right now. We don't exactly know how that's all going to pan out with the Bills and the Bengals. But uh, the Chiefs still have something to play for, fighting for that number one seed uh, against the Raiders. Your thoughts on that game on Saturday? Yeah, the sports betting community has leaned into the Raiders here. This one opened, I believe, around double digits. It was nine and a half yesterday. Now it's down to nine. So I think it's just a case of too many points. Because, yes, the Chiefs definitely have something to play for. But we're talking about a, a point spread that's pretty sizable here in a divisional matchup where Josh McDaniels certainly has something to coach for here because it's been a disaster of a season. So I think they're going to want to keep this one close. Also looks like Jared Stidham is going to play, and he was at least mediocre and uh, – somewhat decent uh, last time out against the Niners, and that's one of the best defenses in the league. So I think I'd lean towards the Raiders here just because it's so many points. I'll need to keep an eye on the injury report, need to see if Devontae Adams is playing, and also Josh Jacobs, I believe, has missed some practice this week as well. When in, in that game, both of the games really Saturday, I think the, the over-under is interesting. I saw something yesterday that Tennessee-Jacksonville, 90% of the money is going over 40. At, at a, off the hip, the Chiefs game at 52.5 seemed too high, but when you look back at their games, they're almost always in that range. Um, anything there worth a value, or are they stay-away games for you? Yeah, the trends in the Chiefs and the Raiders are overwhelmingly towards the over. I think it's five straight overs for those two teams when matching up against each other. But think about it, it's always Derek Carr. So you are still rolling the dice on Jarrett Stidham. Like, is he a known commodity? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think I would want to trust uh, that guy to uh, get me my over because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to sling it. And also, 
he has a record to play for. I'm sure you guys have talked about this. He is just over 400 passing yards away, I believe, of catching Peyton Manning for the single-season passing record. And also the Raiders bring the 29th-ranked passing defense. So it should be a good matchup for Patrick Mahomes. Maybe his passing yardage prop is worth a look here. Uh, but as far as the Titans total goes, that one makes me a lot nervous because uh, the Titans offense sometimes is very feast or famine. Like uh, 40 so low that you cannot have explosive plays to where somebody can score at a flash. Because we saw it last game, uh, this Titans secondary is so bad that Trevor Lawrence and those receivers really uh, can get you in chunk plays. Same with Derrick Henry. He can break off an 80-yard uh, touchdown run at any given moment. So I think I'm staying away from the total in Jags uh, and Titans. Chelsea, jumping ahead to the final regular season game of the of the uh, NFL season on Sunday Night Football, it's a must-win for the Packers, uh, and they've been winning in recent weeks. Uh, they are four-and-a-half-point home favorites at Lambeau to wrap up the regular season. Uh, are you buying Aaron Rodgers at this point? Do you think that because it's a must-win and we're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game, uh, that that should be an easy cover for them? Well, if it was at three, maybe, but it's a tricky number at four and a half, yeah. and the Lions have been pretty good at covering spreads. Uh, it is a meaningful game, but I don't know. Uh, I think the Packers do win, but four and a half at that number, I don't really want to buy it because I can totally see this game uh, being closed, 23-20, uh, even though this Lions defense is so bad that I would assume that the Packers probably score a little bit more than 23, but I don't know. Uh, at some point, you've got to look at the team without the name attached to it because I think everybody's been doing that with Aaron Rodgers and also Tom Brady and saying, well, at some point, we're going to see this. Uh, but it's not a game that I will be placing my money on. What else do we like this weekend? You mentioned player props as we look at the bigger slate. What are some of your favorites of the week? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going hard on that Titans-Jags game uh, with all those incentives going there. Patrick Holmes is another one playing for uh, an incentive. Justin Jefferson, I think he needs 197 yards or something uh, to match the season record for a receiver, most receiving yards in a single season. Probably doable against the Bears, uh, and the Bears defense is absolutely terrible. I think I'd also play Minnesota in that one, uh, just because Nathan Peterman looks to be the starter for the Chicago Bears. Every single time Nathan Peterman has started, it's automatically like waving a white flag. Most of those times he started, uh, it's been double-digit losses for whoever he's starting for. So I uh, do like the Vikings minus seven. Maybe it's seven and a half now, but still should be an easy win and cover for the Vikings. You mentioned that there are several matchups that have really, really big numbers. And one of them that I'm looking at that I find a little odd, the Giants and the Eagles, the Eagles two touchdown favorites at home. And I know that, Clearly, the Eagles are one of the best teams in the NFC. I'm still not sure about what's happening with Jalen Hurts this weekend. But the Giants, while they're not world beaters, they're a good team. Are you surprised by that number, and how would you play this one? Well, it just doesn't mean a ton, uh, I don't think, for the Giants. Um, I think the way to play this one is in the first half, because the Eagles are going to look to make a statement. They have something to play for. And plus, they've been the best first-half team in the NFL all season long, averaging more than 17 points a game in the first half. And it's even better when they play at home, uh, averaging just over 18 points a game. So I think if you look at a team total for the Eagles in the first half or even 
playing them minus seven in the first half. And that way you don't have to worry about garbage time touchdowns or the Giants, you know, just keeping it close uh, at the end of the game. So uh, Eagles first half is the better play. Chelsea, before we let you go, because we won't have a chance to talk to you before the national championship game in college football, and this is a bit of a curveball as we always talk NFL here, but in that college football game, TCU's getting a ton of points, 13 and a half. I think most of the money's headed to the Horn Frogs, which always makes us wonder about traps. We're, of course, around this part of the world rooting for the Big 12. Um, any thoughts on that game as we're still a ways out from it, but... You know, this has been a remarkable story for TCU that nobody saw coming, taking on the defending champs. What have you thought about that, about that natty? Yeah, do you want to fade TCU right now? I don't, especially when no. yeah. have points. I think it's way too many points. And it's not even one of those plays that you can back up with, like, you know, numbers and X's and O's. It almost seems like the Bengals last year, where even though the Bengals did not win in the Super Bowl, they covered, and it was just one of those things where a team gets hot at the right time, and the market's still very low on them. But TCU has been uh, covering spreads for most of the season, one of the better covering teams in all of college football, winning plenty of games outright as underdogs. So I think at this point in the season, you trust Max Duggan to continue to put his team on his back, and at the end of the day, 12 and a half, a lot of points for a Georgia team to cover that has given up uh, 71 points in the last two games. People talk about that Georgia defense, but I think there are ways to beat it, and I think they're going to get the best shot from TCU. I think TCU is going to try to score till the end of the game, uh, even if they're not in it. So TCU plus 12.5, got to be the play. All right, Chelsea, we appreciate it. We agree. We're looking forward to that game as well. Uh, we'll make our way through this odd NFL week, and then we'll get ready for the postseason and talk again soon. All right, thanks for having me. There goes the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports betting insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Uh, if you missed anything with Chelsea there, you can always go back and listen at kfhradio.com. 869-1240, the number to call. Uh, let's give something away when we come back and wrap up hour number one before we get going with hour number two in our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald. Sports Daily rolls forward on KFH. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back in, everybody. Potentially good news coming in the last uh, 30 minutes or so. Kyer Elam, Buffalo Bills teammate of uh, DeMar Hamlin, tweeting just a little bit ago, our boy is doing better, awake and showing more signs of improvement. Thank you, God. Keep the, pra- uh, keep the prayers coming, please. All love three. Uh, so, again, that's great news. Uh, we continue to get little bits of that, Tommy, that give us optimism. And if that's the outcome and he does continue to improve and make his way through this, that's going to impact, I think, how this is all handled in a good way, in a great way, potentially. So we'll continue to hope and pray for those good updates as we uh, make our way through and through this final week of the regular season. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills also just tweeted within the last 20 minutes Per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he is making steady progress. That's coming directly from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, The lungs we learned, I think, from his uncle were the concern uh, about, I don't know, 48 hours ago. Um and that, that's good. And neurological, I, I mean, they've had to sedate him to help him with his breathing. So I, I think that's always a concern. So th- those are great signs. Um, we'll continue to monitor that. Hopefully things continue to improve and this can become a remarkable story um, because it will. I mean, something we've never seen with a happy ending would be amazing because the alternative terrifies us. I mean, it does still, just like it did on Monday night when he collapsed on the field in that game against the Bengals. We'll continue to watch that, get you any more updates throughout the show here. Uh, Tommy, we got just a couple minutes. We'll welcome in Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State insider. Uh, Big 12 basketball on the forefront last night. Really, really good Big 12 basketball games uh, again. And I think we can just, you know, we we might as well just set our watch to it because it has not disappointed us yet. These Big 12 games are fantastic. You had two... Big-time matchups again last night, and they don't let us down. You've got Iowa State and Oklahoma. you got TCU and Baylor just continuing the trend for us of unbelievable basketball. Iowa State hangs on on the road 63-60, to um, and Baylor falls at home to TCU as TCU makes a massive statement, massive statement to show, hey, we're a contender in this league. And I think at this point, Tommy, they absolutely are. How could they not be? Yeah, TCU is really, really, really good. Mike Miles is uh, outstanding to watch. And uh, Baylor, um, you know, they're, they're a ranked team, and they've been one of the top teams in the Big 12 for the last several years. They're all of a sudden 0-2 in Big 12 play. Uh, I'm not sure a lot of people would have predicted that 
the two teams joining Kansas at the top of the Big 12 right now through two games would be Kansas State and Iowa State. But those are the two teams with Kansas that are undefeated currently in the Big 12. Yeah, it's it's um, you know, I don't know if I had to ask you who who the favorites are to win the league. I think you and I would agree it's Kansas. Um, but who are the other favorites? It'll be hard still this early in the conference schedule for me not to say Baylor will be one of those favorites. Um, Texas, I just don't know with the Chris Beard situation. It, I, I think what's going to take us probably another week or two is wondering, well, K-State and TCU are off to these unbelievable starts. Could they win the Big 12? It's going to take a little more time. For K-State, especially for TCU, you know, they have they have the preseason player there and all that, so maybe it's a little little easier to see that, but it's awesome no matter what. And, you know, Iowa State got the big win last night on the road at Oklahoma. What is the deal with the Sooners not drawing any fans? My goodness. Yeah, I don't um, know. But Grant Sherfield, they held Grant Sherfield almost nothing. So, you know, you, you, keep, you put a normal Grant Sherfield performance in, and Oklahoma is very capable of winning that game, but... Yeah, man. They've I, got I, a lot of talent. Crap. Like I I'm I'm surprised that that you know they're not playing. I mean, they they started 0 and 2 in Big 12 play, but they've got Sherfield, they've got the Groves brothers, um you know, yeah. who can light you up, you know, at any any moment. Um so I'm surprised that they that they're at where they are right now. They're probably at the bottom tier of the Big 12. Um but they've got the talent to be able to turn it around and that's the thing. Every team basically in this league does. Uh they've got high caliber uh, basketball talent and can win a game at a moment's notice. So um, again, we're, we sound like a broken record. We talk about it nearly every day. It's a juggernaut of a conference and it's going to continue to be so. Well, and I just hope we continue to get great games across the league each and every night, because that's, what's really put the league on note. Like the more this happens, the more, how do you ignore it? Like when they play these games and the more they're going to just get put on the big time network games, there's no big 12 games tonight. Um, and there won't be any Friday. So, and then everybody will play on, everybody will play on Saturday. So we're through that and we have the shockers coming up tonight. We'll talk about that in the next hour, but just continue. I mean, we have not been disappointed. I, I don't know. Have there been any blowouts in a big 12 game yet? I'm going to look at this real quick, just on the fly. Uh, I'm going to go back to Saturday. Well, Kansas here. State and Texas. I mean, the Wildcats beat Texas by It was by a 13-point 13 game, though. I mean, they, they but Texas Texas came on pretty strong there in the second half to at least keep that interesting. Um, Iowa State upset Baylor on Saturday by 15. Yep. Yep, that's one. And then earlier in that week, just a real quick check on the openers for everybody. Uh, no, that's it, because that was the beginning of the yeah. of the conference season. So um, that's it. You've had one. Iowa State winning by 15 over Baylor. Um, I mean, that's that's wild to me. Through all the games that have been played now, they've all been tight. And even that one, 15 points is not a blowout by any means. Um, so it's been awesome. We knew it would be awesome. Tommy, before we go, let's give something away here. Uh, Wichita Thunder, continue a big homestand here. Tell us about it and what we can hook the listeners up with. 
Yeah, so the Thunder played the first place Idaho Steelheads this weekend. The opening game was actually last night at Intrust Bank Arena. The Thunder uh, fought hard, ultimately fell 5-3 to three to Idaho. Uh, they're a phenomenal team. And, and the Thunder in second place in the division right behind Idaho. So it's a huge weekend matchup. The series continues Saturday, or I'm sorry, Friday, tomorrow night and on Saturday. So two more games at Intrust Bank Arena. We're going to hook you up with four tickets to the game on Saturday night at 7.05 Intrust Bank Arena. So we'll do that so four tickets to the wichita thunder as always we'll throw in a couple of free iced teas from hto uh located now west 13th and tyler east uh the brand new location at 127th and 21st so a couple of free teas four tickets to the wichita thunder game on saturday and we'll give those uh to let's do today our third caller to 869-1240 jad will take that we'll get to a break here in just a minute as we get ready for tim fitzgerald as always if you've missed anything on the program today uh you can go to kfhradio.com we'll have fits up to start the next hour we might get into this uh u.s soccer drama maybe we'll see but oh, certainly k-state basketball k-state football now as we've had a couple of high profile players uh, announced they're declaring for the draft. A lot going on it in Manhattan. We'll talk to Tim Fitzgerald about that next. Go PowerCat.com editor. That's when Sports Daily returns. Caller number three, some hockey, some tea. Get it during the break. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 